0: Clear their airways for the big broadcast. It's time for HempRadio.com, your source for everything hemp and cannabis. With your host, Patty Cakes, the queen of cannabis.
1: Hey, it's Patty Cakes, and I'm here at the fabulous HIA um, conference of 2018, and that's Hemp Industries Association. It's a beautiful day. We're at the Vape Lounge, which is incredibly fabulous. We're not smuggling joints, just babes. Um, yes, we are. Oh, we have a joint. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. And I'm here with my fabulous friends. We have, let's see, let's do the ladies first, of course. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Your friend? My friend from Hempington Post, Darlene Mia
2: and Taisha. I can Maybe. never say her name who's uh, uh, my partner and uh, social media expert for Hempington Post. Well, The fabulous Miss Taisha. Yeah.
1: And, and you've been doing a great job today, you guys. You've been interviewing everybody, even people that I wouldn't even talk to, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> <And> he-
2: <laughs> Fascinating people
1: here, yes. <laughs>
3: Andy Rose.
1: <laughs> and here's our own queen of hemp, Miss Brenda. Brenda
3: Oh, my God. How did you earn you that title? Have been,
1: oh, you've been around for a long, long time. Tell us about the uh, Los Angeles Hemp Museum. Weren't you involved with that? Don't you have the artifacts, or what do they call it? Yes. I have
3: a whole museum that my former partner, who is now deceased, Richard Davis, collected for 30 years, and he left it all to me. And it's online, and it's also in storage. And I'm very interested in anybody that wants to help. Well, us. when
1: I do my hemp music, my hemp um, cafe, that's where we're going to put stuff in the hemp radio boutique and cafe.
4: Yeah.
1: Really, and we also have hello. <laughs> Are you my pulse? He's got a pulse. I, really? He has a pulse. I couldn't remember your name. Brian. Brian.
5: Brian Florian. <coughs> yes.
1: I know Hi. that now. Hi, Brian. You've been around for a long time, too.
5: I have been. Yes. But probably not as long as Four everybody years. else that's stayed.
1: It's a long time. Is that a long time? I've been around 30. So 30. Brenda's been here 30 years. In the hemp industry? I funded
0: 50 years. I think, I think wow. you get involved with the so, hemp Brenda, industry the first time you ever w- smoke. I
2: think if you, I don't Well, want to that's not to hemp, that's
0: all, but If you that's lean
1: part. closer, well, then the radio country. can hear you. Jeff,
2: I
3: yeah. yeah, you just, because okay. this is what you're also, talking into, there you go. babe. We also have Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Judah. Judah.
1: Judah, Judah. Judah, Judah.
2: Judah,
3: Judah.
1: Judah, Judah. Judah, Judah. Judah, Judah.
4: Judah, 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 Judah,
1: Okay, honey, we were all really good joints, I think. Here, um, what do you do?
6: What's your story? I'm a, a, a documentary filmmaker. And, nice. Um, doing research about a documentary on the world of cannabis. Fabulous! All things
2: cannabis. All things, all things, cannab- cannabis.
6: All things cannabis.
2: Wow! Right. Oh well, my God, that's so world exciting! It's, it's a Huge. tremendous, epic. Room,
6: and it goes back
2: <laughs> yes, so many it does. centuries, yes.
6: exactly, millennia. Eons. Yep. Okay,
2: so it's the beginning of time.
1: What do you guys think of this conference? I like it. I think it's fabulous that people are finally getting it. I'm I'm really surprised there are as many people here as there are. Yeah. So
3: the origin of this. Would you like me to tell you?
2: Yes, we're going to lead louder. this. And here we go. Right okay, here. Okay. In, the in 1994,
3: spring. there was a woman named Chris Bowling who had a hemp connection store in Arizona. And she got hold of me, and she wanted to get hold of Jack who well, I was currently partners and living with. and you, That's Ooh.
1: right, you were partners. That and was living partner. with, that was your yeah. partner.
3: Yeah, and she wanted to have a conference. And we started that in 1994 in Scottsdale, and we invited people that were in the industry. Nice. Today, who I see here is just Chris Boucher, Yes, Larry.
1: Larry, that's Larry it. was
3: there in 1995. Right, 94. Well, right. It is completely
1: different. changed. Yeah. And, and, well, it, I, I think it's. I mean, I think the back purpose. then it was hippie, more hippie-ish. They were activists mostly. Activists. These and people were not activists. And Jack objected
3: to yeah, the whole different. thing. He said, "You cannot do this while people are in jail." He. That, yeah, that yeah. has got to be the first thing. So there was a big argument between him and Chris Conrad, which I have on video. Seriously, yep. you have the
1: you have the have conversation. Video.
3: Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. What do you can do? We, post it? we have well, a filmmaker right it's, here documenting. Document. You know who document. had it is. Yes. Um, yeah, he's going to see everything eventually when he has. Nice. The heart and time and all that. Yeah. In fact. Richard Marcellus was to come here. He's the one that did you? a lot of the video. Richard Marcella. Okay. You know him? I Richard Marcella. So. I hope he can find us. Maybe I should call Do him. Do you have a picture? Yeah. If you show me picture. Maybe his, I should call him right now,
2: she says. If he's cute, I'll find
3: him. He's like a typical hippie that has no teeth. Okay. So well, that'd be cute. easy to find, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, not here. Here, they all they all have their teeth. Yeah, it should be easy. Well, I was going right. to say, and it's not so much a hippie yeah. crowd. It's more suits. Yeah, but it was a business. hippie. Yeah, this, this, is business. Business. This, this is big business. This is this big business. Is business. Well, it was started to be business, but the it's people that started it, are no longer part of it. So I don't know what happened along the way. Yeah. You
2: grow, you evolve,
1: you
3: change yeah. and
1: the industry changed. I yeah. think that, you know, Larry's one of the few people that have been in it for 30 years. Because people didn't make money, they fell off. You know, they had to do something to sustain themselves and their families. You know, Larry on the other hand, he just pursued pursued How'd you turn this off? I'm sorry. I don't know. And, you know, he's still and now he's in a good place because Chris,
3: I want. This that, what is who what I'm talking from. about. Will you take
1: my picture with him?
5: This is yes, Chris. Yes, Chris was an a you really know. Hey,
1: I have another fabulous. What is it? CBD company, yes. and I'm here with Brian and these so. really, really cute girls. I always have to tell everybody about the cute boys, uh, guys that I see. Thank you. They get very jealous because I'm a cougar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm the ultimate cougar. <laughs> Anyway, um, you are Koi. Koi CBD. Okay, and tell us tell us about yourself and where are you?
0: Um, so Koi, we're located in South LA. Uh, we make a bunch of different products for CBD. Uh, we have vape products, we have lotion, tinctures, um, gummies, pet products. Uh, we remove all the THC from our full spectrum. A lot of people like that. What do you that. do with
1: it? Can you give it to me?
0: Uh, A tincture? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, the CBD. I mean, the THC that you get and you throw away. Or... Oh, just <laughs> let you have it. Yeah, can I have I'll, the THC? I'll talk to the
0: processor. Okay. it. what they say.
1: Right? Isn't that what we want, Ty? Yes. We want the THC. No, I know. Fuck the CBD.
2: Exactly. No, I'm just I teasing.
1: Can. I like them both. I give I'm, my cat I'm, CBD, I'm, and you know what I'm saying. I take it every you know, day anyway, so. I get so much hemp between
2: smoking it and putting it in a tincture and putting it on my body yeah. and on my feet, on my hair. I'm like She's very CBD weird. Yeah, I think so. My whole body is just all hemp.
1: So, <laughs> what makes you special?
0: Uh, with us, one thing is you're getting top quality product. Um, we have non-GMO, pesticide-free. Uh, Like I said, we take out the THC from the product because there's like a lot of people out there that like maybe government union workers. That they just can't take the chance with THC. Oh, right,
1: they get tested.
0: Yeah. So. So then, what oh, you're ideas. saying
1: to me is, Brian, that you can take this and have no fear of being tested. Correct. So this is a big question
2: because this is what Darlene has been asking everybody, and we can't really get a straight answer it because some say they will test positive in a drug
0: test. Well, one thing that I've learned is that there's some some drug tests that they do where. They're not testing for THC. They're testing for cannabinoids. Period. So that's what's weird.
1: Right. So is that a? a, So when they're testing, how could they know what's? I mean, is it specifically for THC?
0: Well, most tests are, but there's some out there that'll just do cannabinoids. So you're gonna it'll be like a false positive.
1: So what you're saying is the the tests are not valid.
0: There are some where it's just testing for cannabinoids, so I don't know if there's a reason why they just test for cannabinoids. But in that case, I mean, you're taking cannabinoids or CBD. So how how
1: long have you been in the business?
0: I've been with this company uh, for five, six months. I've been in the the business, the industry for a few years now. Okay, yeah,
1: and. Do you believe all the CBD things? I mean, do you? Did you ever think that we'd see it like this? No, no, Right I mean, we thought of it. but... Mind. To see it, it's like unbelievable, and, and it's exciting. It, it is. Because more and more people are learning and learning and learning, and there are other, I mean, there's more and more products. I mean, it's very, I, it's an exciting
2: time. I do wish, I love CBDs, and I'm a big believer in them, but I wish that hemp itself, like hemp clothing and, and hemp, I wish that the, these vendors were full of just hemp-made products in the USA. you know, to why To see not? the supply Because and it's easier
1: to make CBD. Concentrates than it is to make fucking hemp clothing. Trust me, it's a whole big process that I don't think in the United States we'll be making fiber for a couple of years. Really? Yes. I have my ba- bags made in China because that's where I get my hemp fiber.
2: Hopefully now I'll get it here, but not for a long time. Right. You don't. Oh, you don't think it's going to happen sooner? It's not even legal. Everybody thinks it's legal. It's well,
0: not. Well, the good thing is, it's supposed. To, I like think the it's the hemp bill month.
2: didn't pass.
0: The fine bill is supposed to pass
2: this month, isn't no. it? Or, or, or
1: 2019. They're looking at. We I mean, just came now? out of the seminar. So
2: that's the federal level, is what? Is what? It's all about is. the federal level. We just learned all this, so I'm. I'm. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot to Overload. to learn. It is. My brain's on overload, but it's very interesting because it's so convoluted.
1: To make it? Well, they're doing to us what they did to the cannabis people.
2: Right. Because I sat in all the court cases.
1: This almost seems
2: worse. As soon as
1: everybody became interested and they see all these CBD products, they don't care. They're saying fuck you. It's illegal, and they're 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 inventing laws every day. They make new laws. They ch- everybody thought oh the farm bill of 2014. Forget about it. It's you still can't grow it if you're a right. college. You know you have to go through that process. But I can't say. Listen, Brian and I are going to grow 35 acres or 3,000 acres tomorrow. I mean, I would do it. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> but legally...
0: I feel like the problem... Well, the reason that they're trying to push them. it back is because is a lot of people are able to get off, like, pills and stuff with CBD, which is, I feel like, affecting big pharma, they're they getting don't like off, that.
2: No, that's no, no, huge. That's, that's, that's a huge part of it. It's, yeah. it's not CBD...
1: For opioids, it's cannabis for opioids. No, no, but just all in the general, using like. T- all CBD? But
0: just in general, like people who take pills for anxiety or depression or pain. Oh,
1: they need to get a life.
0: And now CBD, <laughs> CBD's <laughs> coming in, and people rather take that, so they're not just buying smoke. all these pills. Yeah,
2: <laughs> because you could get off all of your medications okay. with cannabis. I'm I should be on a hundred different things because I suffer I from all these. i because different I haven't seen any. Uh, somebody
1: uh, at the CBD conference in Orange County, my friend brought back hemp cigarettes. Oh, I've seen those. I love them. Nobody has yeah. them here.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm pissed. So you got to get them. Uh, I'm a former cigarette smoker. That's why I'm fat now because I quit. And I died. I loved
2: it. I all smoke hemp cigarettes. We have we got some. We Where? we got a sample of it. In in the conference they were uh, me and Darlene both Where? got a sample. Where? We have it and we just you have to roll it though. Yeah, you get, I've seen some like
0: that. Wow, really? I've they seen some that come rolls. in a pack packet. This like comes yeah. in a
2: packet, looks like marijuana. And they no, gave us a sample, money. and no, we, we can, had, I or got, you can put it in a pipe. But that's they were pretty to me—that's no.
1: I'm dating. a, i am I was a cigarette smoker. I miss it. Right. That's what I'm saying. You should, you should try water. vaping. I do. Hello. Uh, yeah.
0: Because I smoked cigarettes for a few years, and I got off completely with vaping.
1: Well, I
2: did so yeah, I too. too for a a I, I started, you know, I, I'm a pot smoker since college. I'm old. You yeah, know how long man. that was. There's Miss Miss Hemp Queen. Brenda, you you are, are. you're the you true are. hemp queen. I'm cannabis, you're hemp. We're, do you want to sit down did and do a radio show with yes, us? I
3: yeah.
2: Yes, I huh? um, Well, no, we still can we we can. Patty, um, Patty's rolling, right? Oh, we, we're we, still, can, we still Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we'd still let's we're get still some taping. more information yeah. with Brenda. Brenda, tell us what, what else. I mean, Laura, you're saying what a difference
1: this is. Because Brenda's been around for a 100 years in the hemp industry. She started her partners. I said plural now.
3: I met Jack here one night. He was told to come pick me up. I was living with my best friend who just died six days ago. And my friend David in Michigan gave him a donation, said, look at my friend Brenda. She knows nobody there. And he took me for a walk on the beach. And he is a super salesman. The next thing I know, I was working for him, funding him,
6: doing everything sleeping. (laughs) Sleeping
3: was the least of it. He was less interested in that. He was truly an activist.
2: Wow. Yeah, he was an
1: activist. I mean, he was one of the last... And he got, you know... That, it was a different time, Brenda. It was a different time.
3: We were shunned. We went to the book, store, the book show in Las Vegas. He had just done his book. People didn't even want to talk to us. I mean, this was brand new. So I have seen the attitude change since the beginning of that, my meeting with him. Because nobody would have given him the money, and I did. And I worked the thing, and he got the book out. And he was a super, super salesman. He just was, you know. And... Um,
1: Jack? Oh, yeah. Jack was an orator. Jack, you know, he had a big presence. And people listened. I mean, he was Jack.
3: Right. Jack. He took me to see him speak one time, and he was, like, showing off for me, and he fell. (laughs) But he became better, and he became, Captain Ed said to me one time, my biggest compliment, Jack has become the man he always wanted to be and a great deal of credit goes to
1: you. So that's well, amazing. Yeah, he's, mean, he's one of the founding fathers of this,
3: oh, right? yeah, definitely. I mean, who's below
2: yeah. him?
1: I, I don't know.
3: Well, Captain Ed, but Captain Ed died when he was But he really years. is the name
2: in the industry.
3: People. Yeah. It came after he died, kind of. He became known. We all worked on that. It was easier when he wasn't in charge to... Promote him actually, because it was hard for him to get people to listen to him. He would take them one by one, as I guess Chris said, and just tell him everything.
1: He yeah, he was good, tireless. Yeah, he was good. Wow. Yeah, we, we all love those
2: old stories, and uh, I'm sure. Would he be proud? He would. Can I the... ask her if, if, like, how he would be proud then of everything that's happening in his name? Because well, he wouldn't be proud of a lot of stuff. <laughs> He wouldn't be
3: proud of He life. wasn't made proud of Alma. He died decreeing that the government should not be paid a penny. He felt it's a free plant, and it should be, remain free. Yeah, but they
1: don't have the same mentality that we did. It's all about money, power, and greed, Brenda. Where have you been? Yeah, no,
3: I know. So he You're would not, not be host. proud of what happened. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, that, it's so cumbersome, and it's lost its soul. And the farmers that were in it have left.
2: And I, I think it's beautiful that you're doing, you do events and you're yeah. your out there. She you're,
1: shows up at every half of them.
3: That's well, amazing. Well, well not that. The, <laughs>
2: yeah, then I take you to. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right.
2: That is there's the greatest.
1: Of, that is so. a
3: lot of
2: events, though. Yeah. Now
1: there is. Yeah. Now there is. Which
2: is so good. So
1: Yeah, it's fabulous. Hey, we're going to take a short break. And, uh... You know, we're going to see how many other stars we can find. But our biggest
2: one is here, and that's Brenda's. So right. You made my thank day, you, thank Brenda. You, thank you, Brenda. Hey, Brenda. Oh, I get a hug.
0: Right I get a hug. Clear the airways for the big broadcast. It's time for HempRadio.com, your source for everything hemp and cannabis. With your host, Patty Cakes, the queen of cannabis. Hey,
1: it's Patty Cakes, and we're back. Hemp Radio here. We're the hemp... Industries Association 25th annual 25th what the fuck are we
4: 25th annual HIA conference
1: and it is fabulous and I am here with uh Lawrence Serbin and he's been with HIA since day one right yep yeah actually
4: both of us both, both of, us of you I, oh yeah. my god
1: and Chris Chris Boucher and they're both really um, handsome ladies, so <laughs> eat, your, eat your heart out. <laughs> and uh, we want to talk about, you've been around, like what, 25 years now with this? Longer, but with this, the HIA. Right. How do you, how do you see it now compared to 25 years
4: ago, guys? Oh, I mean, it's, totally, ch- <laughs> it's totally changed. Uh, 25 years ago, it was literally, I would describe it as a room full of hippies. Uh, all getting together, all fighting over who was going to be the King of Hemp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, hey, at that time, you know, we knew it was going to be big back then, but nobody knew what direction it might take. Uh, we all felt, I mean, at that time, I thought it was going to be legalized within maybe two or three years and it was going to happen really? right away. Yeah, I mean, we, it just seemed like it was su- such a rational idea. Oh, of course. And the fact that industrial to hemp... as it was. Right, and the industrial hemp was not marijuana and that everyone could tell the difference. That there would really not be any controversy over it. So we thought it would be legalized. So, you know, there were a room full of people. Everyone kind of vine, for who's going to be number one. And then also everyone very paranoid that some corporation was going to take it over. That and time. that was yeah.
1: 25 years ago. And we're still feeling that way.
4: Well, to a we're, we're, with pot. right. Well, we're still trying to break out of that uh, mold of that this is somehow really related to marijuana, or that this is a controlled substance, or it's a drug. When it's none of these things. But don't you think
2: that they think it's a bigger picture than that? I mean, hemp is not as part of the industry now because of the marijuana, right? Like for I mean, it has nothing. Enough- well, I mean, hemp, hemp is an industry that, that conflicts with corporate industries, like the petrochemical industry, right? Isn't well, that? It, it, I mean, we, we, if, if we had biofuel from hemp, we would be putting the petrochemical industry or the plastic or the paper, which is why it went out in Sorry. the beginning.
4: Well, uh, it's right. You're, you're bringing up an idea that is oh. a little controversial. We well, have. Uh, yeah. When Jack Correa wrote The Emperor Wears No Clothes. He listed a number of reasons as to why it was made outlawed. One of them had to do with a belief that it would compete with uh, the petrochemical industry for like nylon or plastics, or that it might compete with uh, the wood industry for paper, or that it might compete with the cotton industry. Now, there are a few what I would call... um, well, on coincidences, where some of the people that were somewhat involved with it had ties to these industries, but I personally haven't run into it. When I've talked to people today in the cotton industry, in the paper industry, in the petroleum industry, none of them really care. You know, they, really? They, yeah, it, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm well, well, probably like yeah.
5: ninety years ago they did, we, we, you know. But today they don't care. But you know, back then when, um, um, you know. Uh, petroleum and uh, uh, polymers were invented. You know there was definitely some conflict. But, well, then uh,
4: what? And, well, the main reason that I've run into uh, it's basically law enforcement. And oh, great! Great. I'm talking Harry Anslinger, and what happened was uh, he became the chief of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, and that was the precursor organization to the Drug Enforcement Administration. Now. In the 20s, they had alcohol prohibition. And all throughout that decade, the police departments and the federal police departments got more and more money every year to try to fight alcohol. But then, all of a sudden, in uh, in the, uh, 1929, you have the stock market crash and the start of the Great Depression. And then in the early 30s, you had repeal of alcohol prohibition. And a lot of these police agencies started losing money, including the Federal Bureau of Narcotics under Anslinger. So they really needed to try to find a new Oogie man, a new evil that they had oh, to right. fight. And hemp fit the bill because it's one of these where they kind of knew it never it never wins. I mean, even Anslinger admitted that hemp was everywhere; it was on all the farms; it was growing. And so they demonized it. Now, prior to that, can, it was actually, the real name was cannabis. Yes. And what they, he would do was, uh, under the Hearst newspapers, in order to sell more newspapers, they would sensationalize drugs and drug crime. And so they might have a, a, a thing where somebody had killed their family or had a murderer, and it was found out that maybe a week earlier he had smoked cannabis. When well, they started on the whole thing with marijuana, you know, they were calling cannabis marijuana to take, to kind of incorporate racism into it, claiming that it was only Mexicans who were bringing it across the border. And that would sell newspapers, and then it was Henry Anslinger who actually read those newspapers to Congress to convince him to get it uh, outlawed and to get it uh, made illegal. Yeah. What about?
6: dioxin element to this? The,
4: the one element?
6: Dioxin. The dioxin. Du, DuPont, around the same time, the DuPonts wanted to start making paper from trees. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you needed this vicious chemical called dioxin. Mm-hmm. And they basically, from what I understand... But well, DuPont
1: made plastic, not paper.
6: No, well, DuPont's made chemicals. Right. And one of the chemicals that they Uh, made was uh, 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 dioxide, Sodium sodium hydroxide, hydroxide, which creates a dioxin, I believe. Right, and and that that was needed in the paper mills to turn trees into paper. And so between Hearst, who was the biggest paper buyer in the country at the time, Mm -hmm. and the DuPont's, the DuPont's somehow had a minister of agriculture... This kind of is I mean, this is what happened.
1: They called on their friends in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Mellon, <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase, Anslinger. That's his. That was his uncle to be. Mm-hmm. His nephew. That, that's who he appointed right. uh, yeah, Anslinger. Relationship. It, that mm-hmm. was his and, nephew.
6: And that I think that was the real conspiracy. that this, yeah. The thing that. Because today, the, I mean, truly, the rivers in the northeast and the southwest—I I mean, I, I'm the other way around—the the northwest and the southeast—are just polluted. you will never get those back to the way they were, and it's all because of the because of the accident. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been near a, a paper plant. It's
1: no, no, I, I don't. Mean, the smell,
6: no, I the, it, it is unbelievable. I threw up from miles that. around.
5: Wow. I was with Surfrider and we sued the, up in Humboldt, my first environmental group, they uh, sued the Humboldt paper mill company because they were dumping all the dioxins into the river and the river mouth was where all the waves were and all the surfers were getting sick. And, the strippers?
2: And, what were and, strippers? Surfers. surfers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they stripped. They, stripped, yeah. they were, too. <laughs> and, no, and yeah,
5: no, and, and that's why I learned about the paper before I even learned about him, but my take on it is a little bit different than Larry's and everybody's, and there's probably so many different meetings, but Jack always told me it was just sheer racism, and he, he, he blamed it on the uh, Aslinger and Hearst, and they hated jazz. And all the jazz musicians all smoked. How
1: could you hate jazz? <laughs> well, because yeah. it, I,
5: it made white women dance up until this time during the Jim Crow oh, Rock. That's
1: what they said. White s- people yeah. didn't dance, oh, and all of a sudden dance
5: you got these speakeasies, so, and every, and, I, and there's yeah. white people oh, yes. dancing to black people. That's oh, yeah. not supposed to happen. That
1: was a part of the team. That's, and he would
5: drill me on that, and he did a whole section. I believe
1: yeah. racism. Do the, yeah, a movie and Reefer um, Madness. And he oh, said, okay. I guess the
5: Bureau of Narcotics at the time was going to snuff it all out, and they were going to raid, I think, 800 nightclubs across America. Chicago, New York, Central Los State. Angeles, and and this big raid was going to take place, and then I think they pulled the plug at the last minute, they said, how are we going to raid a nightclub on a Saturday night? <laughs> <Right. laughs> they kill you. And they're so packed, <laughs> and to get to the musician, by the time they get to the musician, he'd be taken off the stage and taken away, but... They were going to stop the jazz music. uh, Um, You know, there was actually, in in
6: 1957, 58, there was a farm in Kentucky called the Narcotics Farm. And if you were a a musician, or if you were anybody caught on hard drugs, uh, heroin, you know, the hard stuff, anywhere in in the country, you had an option of going 90 days to jail or 90 days to the farm. And at the farm, you went through... Detox. Detox. Well, there was, um, and this is all, I mean, documented. There was a black section and a white section. And the majority of the people in the black section of this narcotics farm were some of the greatest jazz musicians that ever lived. And as therapy, they could set up their instruments in in the mess hall, And so they say that there was a time where some of the greatest jazz musicians played the greatest jazz not for an audience or for money, but just for the music. Oh, yeah. And it was never heard. There was never an audience for it. And then after that, Johnny Carson heard about it, and he had one night he had a bunch of the musicians oh, wow. that were at the farm. Oh, wow. Had them on, and they performed together. And to this day, that is one of the only Johnny Carson episodes that nobody can find.
1: Isn't that interesting?
6: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, Chris, what are you doing now?
6: Uh, I'm a company, Farm
5: Tiva, and we're a California Hemp Agricultural Company. and... We are growing a research of, uh, we're researching hemp and we're growing a field of hemp in Imperial Valley. Um, Where's Imperial it's, Valley? It's been harvested, in, it's in uh, Brawley, California? Uh, south of Palm Springs. Okay, near the okay, sea. okay.
1: And what do you Okay, what kind of hemp did you grow? For seed, for fiber, for we, we, what?
5: We grew a uh, CBD strain, auto-2s auto, oh. uh, auto twos and uh, Bayox.
1: And what are they? I have no idea what you're talking They're about.
5: They're just uh, hybrid uh, industrial hemp strains that are 0.3% THC and anywhere from 10 to 15% CBD.
1: And what are you doing with it? What do I do with it? We're doing
5: seeds. We're getting seeds. We're just doing some research underneath the state uh, agricultural program. Okay. And gearing up for the commercial licenses hopefully in the next couple weeks, couple months. Yeah. (laughs)
1: See, I, I don't believe them. I hate them because they lie about everything. And everybody thinks, and I have people on the show say, oh, hemp's legal. You could grow it anywhere. I said, no, no. It's not yet.
5: No, it's not in California. It's there's some technical issues. Wait. I mean you can grow it but just be careful. <laughs> right. Issue? That is not compliant to a federal farm bill. So like Kentucky, Oregon, Washington, they have uh, state agricultural programs that will help you get your seeds, California help you California. with your farm. California well, Cal- does
1: Wait a minute, what about Cal Poly? He was on my show. Don't
4: th- you're, you're talking Tony. Uh, Tony. Yeah, yes. well, what happened was he began to get some of the uh, administrators interested the professors to begin to study hemp. But once they brought it to their lawyers, the lawyers said, hey, if you do anything with hemp, that's against federal law, we could lose all of our funding. And so they basically, it all got shut down.
1: Oh, my that. God. See, and nobody protested. That pisses me off.
4: Oh, there are well, real, I mean, here I and mean, there people are Really? I yeah. mean,
1: how, that's horrible. So California, this glorious state where everybody thinks that we're growing everything, we're not allowed.
4: Well, not not as an agricultural crop. Uh, I mean, we're certainly people are growing it uh, under the cannabis crop or under the marijuana crop. Some people are growing hemp or CBD under that program, but that's mostly indoors and it's more expensive. But we're we're able to grow it outdoors at the price is a lot lower.
1: I have a question. When will they be able to do hemp fiber in the United States?
4: Oh, well, people, it's already happening in your where? space. Uh, and Tucky. T- yeah. t- yeah. yeah. They're growing uh, for fiber? Great.
5: Yeah, I, I just saw um, um, Matt. He had uh, American-made hemp fabric oh, and yarn. Right. And, oh, my yeah.
3: Matt McLean? Yeah. Yes.
4: yes. Oh, I'll yeah. have to see What him. I
3: should say is Jack Hare had the only hemp vest or jacket. I don't know where he got it. That was the only instance of hemp fabric when I met him. Then uh, there
5: was a guy that brought in
3: the stuff. What was his name? He made all
5: those... Alex. He, Alex? From Canada. Yeah, right? Alex. He, he was Chinese. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stonedware. yeah. Those, yeah. those, were, those uh, are great. I, I still mean, have, mine.
4: have mine. <laughs> <laughs> and we have My, Mine literally wore yeah. it down. I mean, I washed it. They're not supposed it, it.
5: to
0: wear
4: Well, you know Not after 25 years. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it was a but
5: he did the indigo dyes, and those are. Yeah. Captain Ed gave me one of those shirts, and, uh,
4: I, I should wear it one day. Maybe me tomorrow. I'll wear yeah. I still have
2: Was
3: it Great Alex Howe? Great stories. Alex Howe was his name? Yeah,
5: uh, I forget his last name, but yeah. I wonder whatever it happened. to. He did the Willie Wear shirts. He did Willie Nelson shirts.
3: And Christy did the... She she had certain well, She was working with, with,
5: with Junior. Remember Junior? And uh, he was down in Flagstaff. And
3: were you friends
1: with, with the Trout? Like. Trout, yeah. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So you think so you're growing it here?
5: Correct, yeah, under the research program.
1: Okay. You're the only one here at this table that's allowed.
5: There's there's about three <laughs> or four other grows going on within the state. You know, I'm pretty open about
4: mine. Some people kind of keep it quiet, so... Yeah, I, I'm seeing two other grows.
1: Okay, good, good. I applaud They're,
4: they're more on the down. Yeah.
1: So. Well, you kind of have to be. You have to be.
5: Yeah, we've had a lot of knife fights with counties yeah. and so
4: commissioners. And
1: When you, when we're ready to grow here, it's going to explode. What do you guys think, I mean, after 25 years in this business?
4: You mean in, uh, next year, when we're ready to grow? Yeah. Oh, it's going to explode. Yeah, there there are people ready, willing and able, just sitting on the sidelines ready to jump yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. Right i got Anything
3: else? Well, hemp traders.
5: yeah. See. Well,
1: uh, hemptraders.com. Hemp
5: hemp that's where I get
4: my
1: all my hemp fiber, rope, fabrics, everything, and I, I love. it.
4: Right. Well, we're doing. We're still doing the textiles. Yeah, uh, the hemp
5: tree. Did the hemp tree guy call? Did the guy call you with all the hemp hurts? Uh, yeah. He wanted to sell them to you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. 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 Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you. No, that's okay. What else? He calls every day for you.
1: I had a hemp plastic on my show dealer. I was so impressed very incredible
4: mm-hmm. it was 100% yeah, and, and, and
6: plastic
4: yes I think, I think I know was it a 3D
6: printed
4: plastic yes yes I know who he is oh yeah
1: it was sand I think that was their name I no have.
4: no I, uh, green spring technologies that's it
1: I have another one <laughs> I
4: think that's it green spring anyhow
1: everybody's doing it it's yeah. great I want a whole house
5: well soon to come.
4: Yeah. That's I think I very want. very close. I I have
1: a tangential question. Go ahead.
2: It's about uh,
4: how does the water situation affect growth? that you
2: guys have? Yeah. Well Chris
4: it's probably knows a little more. You know, you
5: there, there's people that are doing dry farming and there's people that are doing sprinklers, there's people that are doing uh, drip tape, yeah. there's people that are doing uh, uh water irrigation channels spray like they have those greenhouses it actually sprays the water like a you, you, know, you like you, yeah, you, misters yeah you yeah well misters don't don't do well outside just because of the heat oh, right. you know you could yeah, uh, burn out the leaf but uh the roots need water but i've seen people do dry farming i'm like okay that's uh but well, you gotta be careful with dry farming um Because you can have anomalies where THC can go up with your your CBD. Intense heat, uh, high elevation. You know, you start growing at uh, you know 9,000 feet above sea level. Your UVB increases. Are you looking
1: at me saying that shit? You're like talking another language. (laughs) That's okay, you're cute. I, don't know. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> talk
5: to a human than a microphone. So you have to be. What I'm trying to say is you have got to be careful growing hemp CBD because if it goes over 0.3, 0.3 percent THC. And let's say you have. Do they a, measure it? Yes, they yes. do. They'll come out and test it. Right. So yeah. let's say you had a hundred acre farm and you test 0.4.
1: Hold on, though. How, if you have a hundred acre farm will every plant on that farm be 0. 0.3 or
3: 4 so they all test out the same
5: no they take five samples and they grind okay. it all up okay. and mix it okay and then i was just curious yeah there, there's there's uh, Can techniques
2: I ask a question about pollinization between marijuana and hemp is there a fear of that in the-
5: oh yeah yeah but, but but a lot of your cbd growers They don't want any pollen because they're growing females. So so a really successful hemp C B D crop has no males, no pollen, and they grow just like marijuana because they want the the, the more bud, the more C B D
2: so they need to be in more rural places because they can't grow. Well they do pollen
5: drifts. There's a lot of crops like onions and so so
2: I never thought about that.
5: Cross pollinate and they don't want that. So the ant Commissioner says, Okay, you're gonna grow over here and you're gonna grow here, they try to Move the uh, different crops around, but, um But you know. ideally, it
2: would be nice to be isolated, kind of, from the other the
3: whole
1: matter, I am going to end story. this first, so Hey, yeah. this has been great. We're going to take, uh, we're going to go right now. He's take a rest. hemp. Love <laughs> hemp, man. we in
0: love with hemp. We yes. love
1: hemp. And on that note, it's, it's time way. to blow this yeah. joint.